Welcome back to Cameron's History. On today's episode, how the London Bridge ended up in Arizona. For some of you who may not know about the London Bridge, let me tell you about it. So the London Bridge um, had a thousand foot span and it stood for over 130 years actually, um, surviving World War II. Um, and even though it was there for so long, the troubles really began due to the fact that at the time, many changes were going through in terms of transportation. And back when it was built, it just wasn't built to sustain what the transportation needs ended up, um, what the transportation needs ended up going for. So the city of London uh, pretty much said that the bridge was impractical There's because there's no need to have it anymore um, with it sinking into the river right there in London. So at a rate of, I think, about one inch every eight years. Now, there may not be a lot, but if you think about one full inch every eight years, and you think about 16 years, two inches, not a ton, and then you think about maybe some rising sea levels and anything like that, it's just impractical. And there's no point in having a bridge there that has like a chance of potentially hurting somebody when you could just, I guess, sell it. Now, you may be wondering, hey, I understand that this bridge may not be necessarily deemed great for uh, for building something, but hey, there must be some way that they could possibly reutilize this, recycle it. You know, it was, it was the 19th century, though, so it was, you know, it was built in the 19th century, so they could, they could probably figure it out. Now, at this point, it was about 1970, and uh, pretty much they were just going to chuck it. They were going to throw it away. They weren't... Seemingly, they weren't really going to re recycle it that much um, until um, a city councilor named Ivan Luckin. Um, he uh, was able to make a, a trip over to the United States to try to sell it. So in 1968, um, he went to the United States um, to look uh, for prospective buyers and those who might want to buy the bridge. He knew, like... And something that is true is that, I don't know, if you live in the U.S., even if you have a load of money, what's the point in buying the London Bridge? You know, it's it's an old bridge, you know, made in 1831. You know, and it's not the greatest. Um, it's not the greatest. Now, London's had many different um, London bridges, should I say. In fact, even now, they kind of do have a new London Bridge. Um, so they have they've kind of had many and the thing is that it's such a landmark that one of the things that when i've i've done some research on this that i'm wondering about is why they decided to go to the united states and not somewhere in the uk because i feel like people in the or, or in just england you know um because i feel like they may not know as much about the landmark i just would i just would like to know about their their, their thinking behind that you know, um, so they also had some trouble in the United States, of course, because, um, you know, who wants to buy a bridge? And think about what you do with the bridge, maybe a tourist attraction, but is that really going to bring in a lot, especially for the, the how you're going to get it across the whole Atlantic Ocean? But for one person named Robert McCulloch, he decided that he would love 
to buy the London Bridge. He was a uh, he was born in Missouri, which I don't know. I don't know. He'd be born in Missouri, you know, when you could be build, born in I don't know London. If you want to buy a bridge, like I don't know, he'd buy a bridge, you know. But anyway, he, he was a millionaire, especially at the time. That's a teens a bit more today. Um, but he had he had many different companies, uh, and he was he was he was a little bit of crazy. He was he was sort of like uh, the Elon Musk of back then. Now, my bro Robert, he uh, he had purchased uh, thousands of acres right by Arizona's Lake. Havasu, H-A-V-A-S-U, for anyone who wants to search that up, um, which is like, um, it's it's sort of a lake, but it's it's there because of the dam on the Colorado um, River, um, and he kind of had founded like a community called, guess it, Lake Havasu City. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I don't care. Anyway, so he kind of was thinking about making it like a sort of like a place to attract visitors, like a new kind of like, if, if anyone knows Jackson Hole in Wyoming, there's not necessarily a ton to do, but you can figure it out. And it's it just seems like he was planning on making it a cool tourist destination. Um, so it would, they thought, oh, you know, we should buy the London Bridge and put it um, in the middle of the Arizona desert. So mind you now at this point, not only would it travel across the Atlantic, it would travel pretty much across the whole United States to make it to that lake. Then they wanted to put it across, like, the lake to put, like, they wanted to put an island because I'm pretty sure, like, they wanted to, like, carve, like, a, one of the lake's peninsulas into an island so the bridge would, like, have something to, like, be on. Like, so the, the, the bridge would go across, which makes absolutely no sense. So... Once the crazy man had decided that he was going to, to to start making this really weird tourist attraction for absolutely no reason, and I don't know why you'd go there when you could just go to the UK, I feel like it would only be good for local people. But anywho, past that, um, so pretty much um, Robert like heard that dismantling the bridge would cost $1.2 I don't know what he thought. Um, but he decided, you know, oh, haha, that's funny. I'm going to, um, end up, uh, why don't I just offer, um, so he had a business partner, by the way, my bad, my bad, like this, this bro Wood, I, I'm, I'm just, let's just call him Wood for the, you know, um, they, they offered double that, so 2.4 million, um, and, uh, Robert, he also, he added an additional, like, 60,000 to, like, a thousand or a thousand to 60 thousand for each year um it would be when the like bridge reopened at lake havasu so in uh the spring of 1968 the final price which sold in april was 2.4 million sixty thousand dollars um so he was finally the owner of the london bridge so now with the London Bridge secured, uh, the bridge was disassembled. It seemed like a really big project because they had to disassemble everything. I don't know how it cost so little. I understand it was a while ago, 
but I can't imagine, like, I thought it was going to cost, like, a billion dollars. Like, that's just crazy. I don't know how maybe today it would be. Anywho. Um, so it was disassembled, packed one crates, uh, shipped to Long Beach, California. So not only did it go across the Atlantic, it went through the Panama Canal and then all the way back up to the United States. I think they should just build a massive canal through the United States of America. Um, I think that'd be a lot more helpful, you know what I'm saying? Or actually, at that point, they should just build a canal right, right to the lake. So, um, pretty much it, it, it connected, like, which is really funny, a small strip of land, like, um, to, connected to, like, a peninsula, which was on the mainland, um, workers, they, they cut, like, a mile-long channel through the isthmus and allowed, um, it to fill with water, which created an island, um, so in total, after like taking three years and everything and all the purchases, it cost like somewhere over like six point five million dollars, which is a lot of money, if you ask me. So finally, on October tenth, nineteen seventy one, the London Bridge was ready for its debut in the United States. Come on, man! Like the United States, the United States. For anyone who wants a picture of what that looked like, I'll leave a link in the show notes. Anywho, continuing on, pretty much everything kind of just plateaued from here. It didn't really become kind of like a, a big area. People were there for a little while. He, he started, you know, with a banquet just to kind of like say, yay. And uh, pretty much he had way too much money. Um, he should have just given it to someone else. I could have taken it, like. I don't think he, 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 anywho, he pretty much just had a ton of terrible business ideas and would just lose a bunch of money. And then he died in like 1977. So six years later, now the, the city, which is still exists today. Um, it, it still, he still grew that it had not too many, um, like in 1960 and my like, like mid 1970s, it had, about like 10,000 residents. So it still brings in tourists, but pretty much Robert's idea didn't really work out for how he wanted it to be. It still was a good success. It just didn't necessarily bring what would have been great. So now there are a ton of people, uh, about 50,000 full-time residents. um, And it still has a big tourist industry. Um, but if there wasn't, uh, any other cities in Arizona, no one would go there. Anywho, it's still standing. I'll also leave a picture. Um, but it's very cool. It's, it's actually, like, really nice. But it just, I don't know, it doesn't really, it, it somewhat fits in. And if you look at one of the pictures, it, it, it somewhat fits in, um, with it. So, pretty much, that's the story of how the London Bridge went to Arizona.